Jim, thanks for joining us, oh. taking time. For that, uh, you're basically a WFB because you're asked to do this so many times. It's uh, fun. You know, I, I worked here from 1976 to 78 as the SID, which is ancient history to everybody on campus now. But, uh, you know, I, I was lucky enough to really get a bond with Fordham, and my wife went here. Her jersey's hanging up in the corner. Uh, my son just graduated from here. He's doing the PA today. So, uh, you know, Fordham will always be around me. And Tom Picor and I, we've known each other since we were kids. So it, it, it's tough not to, for me to, to have a hook with Fordham. Yeah, I actually know your son, Andrew. I work with the women's team. He's the assistant SID, so right. I'm taking a job you used to have. He, but It's a father-son combination, but a, a lot of years in between. So uh, what, what are some of the things you like out of this Fordham team today at home where they haven't been a lot this right. season? Well, that's the thing. You know, you come home. I mean, these are the rims they've been shooting at. All the time, you know, when they're playing here in the summer, when all the practices, just shooting around. And when you've only been here once, that's really tough. And you can see, the thing I'm impressed with is the ball movement. That, that, that ball is whipping around, whether Sienna's playing zone or man, they're getting the ball going around, and it's, it's pretty impressive. And you can just tell they're, they're happy to be shooting at home. You know, when, when Smith took the first one in the corner and that hit, you said to yourself, okay, you know, that this is going to be all right for them. So it's, you know, it, it, people... You know, when you see a record of two and nine, people say, "Well, everything." But sometimes you have to look into the two and nine. You know, how many times did they play at home? Who did they play, and all those kind of things. So I, I just think the players are relieved today to be here. Yeah, and right now, talking about the ball movement, Chris Gaston has 20 points. But one of the things we've noted a few times is that he's doing a great job moving the ball around and getting other guys involved. And he's coming off an injury. Last game, his first game back. You've seen him a lot. Obviously, your son Andrew called games here. What are some of the things you like about Chris Gaston? Well, uh, I'll tell you, he, he made about three passes today that they didn't finish. He could have gotten assists on it. The, the stat machine would have blown up if you put assist Gaston in there. But, you know, he, but he's the kind of player. He's, he, he's Every year he's gotten better at doing something. And now he has that. When, when Sienna was making a little bit of a move here and got down to double figures, they brought the ball down there, they gave it to Gaston, and he scored. You know, that's the thing he can do. No matter who's covering him, he has that ability to score. Uh, he's, he's improved the range on his jumper. Um, he's learned how to rebound a lot better than he did. He plays defense a lot better than he did, and that costs a lot of vocal cords from Coach Pecora of uh, getting him to do it. But I think he's improving all those things that you need him to improve on over the years, and that's the way he's been as a player. And, you know, I, I think it's easy to just look at numbers and say, well, this is what the guy did. And But sometimes you have to look behind the numbers. And, you know, he was on teams that weren't very good. And when you're the main man on a team that doesn't have a great record, it's a lot harder to impress people. It's a lot harder to just do it for yourself because you, you know you're going to go out there, give them a 20 and 10, but you're not going to get a win. And that's a really hard thing to do. You've talked about your relationship with Coach Bacora and uh... – do you feel that he's the kind of coach that can get this team going as the season moves on? Now they're playing their first home game, but they look like a completely different squad. Is there a chance of them picking up so momentum as momentum as the season goes oh, on? I think definitely. You know, I mean, it's going to be hard for them to win on the road when you get in the A-10. That's, that's going to be really – but you got to look at what they do with, with the home games and, and how they attack people here. I mean, it just looks so different. Uh, of the way they're playing right now, and, and I think that's something that they'll get from this building. I think he's the kind of guy you could see at the end of the half, uh, Myers made a mistake, and he takes him out, and, and he gives him a pat on the button, and he sits him down with the assistant coaches, and, and they were right there telling him. So, uh, you know, it, you look at Gaston, and you say to yourself, well, we have a veteran team, but you look past Gaston, and it's really not. So, you know, these guys are learning, they're growing, and it's, uh, it's going to be, you know, you look at a kid like Jeff Short, he comes in the game, he's had such limited minutes because of injuries. 
So you look at it and you say, well, he's a sophomore. Well, he's really not a sophomore. You look at the number of minutes he's had, he's just learning how to do things. So I think that's the kind of team that uh, when he was at Hofstra, th- those are the teams that he had success with, building them up to when they were a senior class. So I think give him a chance. The guys who are juniors now, let's see what happens next year. But I think this is a team that's going to get better as the season goes on. And you talk about the Atlantic 10. One of our guys the other day joked with everything that's going on in the Big East, it might one day be the Atlantic 20. Now, I know you covered the Big East for a while as a college basketball writer. What do you make of the whole situation that's going on there with all the teams leaving? Well, the uh, the presidents of those seven schools, the seven Catholic universities that they just happened to be at coming out of there, they were sick and tired of being told what to do by the football schools. And they got together and they said, you know what, we don't need them. We can go out on our own. We can build a good conference, uh, just a basketball-centric conference that nothing else matters. We can get a TV deal out of it. Now, I don't know what kind of TV deal they're going to get because when they come at you, they give you uh, Georgetown, Villanova, and Marquette. And the rest of those seven really haven't been relevant for the last 20 years. You know, Seton Hall, you go back to P.J. Colissimo's days when they went to the championship game. St. John's back into when Coach Karnaseka retired in 1992, really, is when the last time. And, you know, uh, DePaul really hasn't had any success. And, you know, so I think they they might have trouble getting a TV deal that they think they're going to get. But it was just a case of they didn't want to be told what to do. Now, the schools that get hung out to dry here, Connecticut, Cincinnati, and South Florida, you know, they're football schools, and now they have nowhere to turn. So there's a lot more to come, you know, whether it's teams leaving the Atlantic 10, whether it's looking at mergers of some kind, whether it's football-only conference and then have basketball as a side. I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be people a lot smarter than me to do it, but the one thing we know, money's going to dictate what happens. Yeah, like like a lot of situations in life. Everything but. in the world, money dictates it. So my final question is Fordham now with the 16-point lead. What do the Rams need to do to hold on to this one here at home? They have to come out and have a good first five minutes. You know, that, that's such a big thing. Matter of fact, at the end of the first half, you know, Sienna got within 10. I'm saying to myself, uh-oh, here it comes. A couple of mistakes. Sienna will be within four, and then you've lost all that momentum. It was impressive that they turned it around and got the lead back up. But I think the first five minutes, no turnovers, no stupid shots. Keep moving the ball around and get something low inside. Let Gaston stay hot and keep him there. And keep playing good defense on Onisike. I think, you know, they're frustrating him. He got the technical foul because I think he's just frustrated with everything. that, And he's frustrated with his guards, too. I mean, those guys, they have to learn how to get the ball inside to him. But I think if Fordham keeps playing them the way they are, fronting them the way they are, uh, it, it can be a good second half, and they can go into Christmas with a nice win here. Jim, thanks so much for oh, joining us on the halftime it. show. It's been a pleasure as always, All and right. we look to see how Fordham comes out in the second half. It'll, it'll be fun. Hopefully it'll be a nice Christmas for everybody. And that was Jim O'Connell, AP College basketball writer. We're going to send it back across the street for an update with Steve Simonetti.